Hello, guys. This is episode 23 of the High Bar Podcast. We're actually back today with our interview series with our newest coach, Nathan Tepes, uh, who we just recently got onto our team. Uh, if you guys have been listening along to our last episode, we actually got a, a bit of a chance to just discuss with the team, catch up about Raw Nationals, uh, how things went, and what, what the process was just bringing Nathan on our team. So thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. How are you doing today, my man? Hey, I'm doing super well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, just to kind of get us started, Nathan, I know uh, some of our listeners might be unfamiliar with with you and your background. So uh, just kind of start us off by uh, talking about where you're from and what your background is. Hey, so um, I, I grew up in Akron, Ohio. Um, I now live in Kent, Ohio. It's about 30 minutes away. Um, my parents still live in Akron. I go see them like from time to time. And uh, yeah, I'm a, a full-time uh, powerlifting coach online. Um, I've been in the gym uh, since I was 15 years old. Now I'm 28. Um, I had like a a pretty like uh, I guess like athletic background. Um, I played like four sports growing up, and then in high school I chose like to get like more serious with two of them. So I was a, a football player, lacrosse player. I ran track and I wrestled too. Um, I didn't keep wrestling or doing track in high school until my senior year. I did track. I quit lacrosse. Um, I, uh, I was just always active as a kid and, uh, you know, just like always just running around, just burning energy, you know, just, uh, you know, always, uh, you know, I had an older brother that, you know, our parents just put us in every sport. I mean, I, I still played like youth baseball, youth soccer, like just, you know, you always like, you know, let your kids kind of try out different sports and like, you know, uh, let them see what they're good at or like what they actually enjoy, you know, because like a parent might really love a sport for their kid, but then if they're like, you know, absolutely hating it or they're dreading it or, you know, they're out in the dugout and it's just like, you know, doing dirt circles, like, you know, you don't want your kid to be wasting any time out there. But yeah, I was gravitated towards uh, physical sports. And then after high school, um, I did some grappling as well. And yeah, I've just always kind of been like an active person. I've always wanted to um, just be healthy um, just because like, you know, like the world we live in, like you get older, you get a little bit more sedentary or like you're just now maybe not playing the same sports you did. And, you know, it's just like a good thing. And then I kind of found powerlifting that way. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like my, uh, my sport or like athletic background, uh, you know, just starting off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot to unpack there. So I'm, I'm going to uh, go back over some, one of the things you mentioned. Um, you had already kind of gone over it because I was firstly going to be curious if, you know, family kind of pushed you into sports, et cetera. You had touched on uh, how both of your parents have kind of put both you and your brother into some sports. Uh, growing up, were your parents themselves athletes at some point or were they more so just like, hey, we want our sons to stay active and just get into sports? So both my parents played sports. My mom played softball. Uh, my dad was a football player, um, big offensive lineman. And my mom was like more of like, uh, like the skillful one, you know, just like, uh, you know, uh, she was a pitcher and catcher. Um, she could hit, um, you know, she, I think she benched like 135 as like a, like a sophomore or something in high school. Like she was very athletic and my dad was pretty built too. Like they always just wanted us to just do something. It didn't even have to be like if we hated a sport or something, like, you know, they'd be like, okay, like at least you're active or, you know, we go play tag and like the yard with all like the neighbor kids and stuff. Like, I don't even know if they do that anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm dating myself now, but no. Um, yeah. My, my parents were athletes and, you know, um, you know, I always, always just kind of like was pushed into like, you know, playing sports, but I enjoyed it though. Like I always played um, with uh, older kids growing up because my brother was two years older than me. So I was kind of like the younger brother, get a little picked on here and there, you know, but I got tough from that because I was always an undersized athlete, about five foot seven, like 135 growing up. I graduated high school at like 155. I played fullback. I played linebacker. Like I just always had to be tough, like just to kind of survive out there. And, you know, it, it just really like, you know, taught me a lot about just like, uh, just kind of like mental uh, toughness and just, you know, just like, I mean, cause I didn't know like when my last play was on football because I was like five, seven, one fifty five. you know, uh, played against Denzel Ward too, like back in high school, like he was a stud, like, like Ohio football was like just crazy. Like Northeast Ohio football, there was so many studs and so many people you could learn from and just like, just, I don't know, there's just so many just amazing D one D two teams that, 
you know, we're just in our, in our, you know, region, you know, and it was just a lot, a lot of fun. Football was my thing. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I was a four-year starter in lacrosse. I was a team captain for both football and lacrosse. And it was just always my goal to help others like do their job because like I wanted to do my job and not have, not so much be blamed for anything, but I just always wanted to like exude like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. Or like, this is your job, do it. So then like, you know, if you take care of yourself, you take care of the team essentially. So yeah, it's kind of, and, and like as a fullback too, like it was all sacrifice. I was getting absolutely, like I would, I would try to decleat somebody, but then somebody would try and decleat me. And it was this kind of thing where like, I, it was like a fight almost every time, not like physical, but just, it was like a, like you had to show up you know, like mentally and physically. So yeah, yeah, it's been great. And like, you kind of have to empower the thing, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and uh, at least now, Nathan, I wouldn't have noted if that you were 155 in high school, because uh, definitely you've put on some muscle and uh, have built out your frame. Uh, be being from Akron, Ohio, especially, I know we had a conversation about, you know, the, how that's LeBron James's hometown. Uh, sports is big in Ohio. Uh, like, how, how did you feel in your middle and high school years? Like, what was the sports culture like just in Akron at your schools? Was it like very uh, competitive and uh, not only did you enjoy playing football but was the school atmosphere very pushing you know hard for sports yeah so at my high school um you know like so many kids played sports I mean you had like the basketball kids you had the baseball kids um and everyone was pretty friendly at my school like we were pretty diverse and like you know everyone just got along with each other like you know we'd go to the same like homecoming dances or go to the same parties or go to the same functions a lot of people's parents knew each other. Like, I mean, like the, the community I grew up in was like really, really nice. I think um, like, obviously every place has their problems and stuff, but I mean, Friday night football games were awesome. We used to play a hometown rival named Lake and that was our opening game every single year. And it was just electric. Like, you know, my brother's team beat them and then we lost like, you know, two years in a row. And then, you know, like, it, it just always like swing back and forth and they were always very legit. They were in the division below us, but they were so legit and we respected those kids. And like, we, we kind of knew them too, you know, from like Facebook or like just something stupid, you know, like we go to their carnival or festival or like they come to ours or like, and like, you know, you get out of high school and you meet these people and you're like, Oh, they're just normal kids. Or like, they're just normal like dudes out here that are just like trying to do the same thing you are. And yeah, I, I would definitely say like, uh, the area I grew up in, like, I mean, not only did my parents push me into sports, but, you know, for like good reasons, obviously I'm glad, I'm so, so glad they did too. Um, but just being in a community where it's like, you know, like, I mean, you'd have parents come up to you and be like, Hey, nice job. 33. Like, you know, I have no idea who this guy is, but it's just like, you play for yourself, you play for your family, you play for your school. It was just a total blast, you know? Um, but yeah, like, I, like, I, I think that, you know, sometimes people, people think like, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that. Like, I, I think I gave the sport everything. And I just, I, I, I never played like semi pro or like, I never like, I kind of wanted to just like walk on at Akron, play special teams. Like, I don't know if I would have played like actually, um, I had a lacrosse scholarship. I didn't take, um, I just didn't see like, uh, myself like continued like doing it. Like it just, um, it just wasn't like in the cards. Um, but I try not to live with any regret. Like I, I've met so many like college, uh, like athletes that are like, Oh my gosh, I'm in so much debt or like, Oh, like, you know, I just, I tore my knee or did something like that and stuff like that. And, like, I, I feel like I survived, um, sports without anything major. I was always hurt though. Like something was always hurt. Like could be ankle, could be hip. It, it just could be anything, but that kind of taught me. And like, again, I kind of applied this to powerlifting too, because you're not always going to have like, like uh like a pain-free meat prep or like you know not everything's gonna go your way like everyone loves to like play their sport or like you know just gain momentum in the gym when everything's going their way but like what are you when you run into your first like terrible back tweak or like you know now my knee is like absolutely just you know roasted if we go from like a squat frequency of two times to three times or there's just so many like little things that like like those regular like high school sports prepared me uh to like you know uh just deal with in powerlifting essentially so sorry a little, little bit long answer but yeah yeah i mean uh, everything you said uh it has a lot of weight to it in different parts i think 
uh, one of the classes I, I took in my master's program, it was like a sports uh, history and culture class. And we actually went over studies of uh, kid, young kids, youth sports kids, where uh, if parents push them too hard into a particular sport, you see very high burnout rates. And it's kind of uh, been, been pretty accepted nationwide uh, that that's the case. And it's great that uh, firstly, you had a great family environment where both parents, you know, supported your sports background, but at the same time, they weren't unreasonable about it. They listened to what your preferences are. Uh, and, you know, you led by example. And, and it, it reminds me of this uh, picture I've seen before where there's a guy with the whip on a chariot uh, beating like the, the people at the front that, you know, making them work versus, you know, a re real leader versus a boss. They're the guy at the front of the chariot pulling, you know, the weight and pulling everyone and leading by example. And I think you getting an opportunity to to um, dip, dip your feet into both team sports as well as individual sports, I think uh, that really uh, is a diverse kind of background. And, and would you say like uh, now that you transition more into powerlifting, uh, how did you feel about like the team sport aspect versus kind of some of the individual sports you played? Um, so I, uh, you know, like just growing up in wrestling, like I only wrestled two years, but it was so much fun and I never should have quit. That, that That is something I kind of look back at. I'm like, ah, man, you know, I probably could have done some damage there. Just like, you know, like a, a ton of my friends today still are like on the old wrestling team, you know, like, uh, you know, they're some of my best friends to, like till this day. Like we have a group chat. We like game from time to time. Love those boys so much. And like, you know, it, it's kind of this thing where, you know, like in individual sports, you're still kind of part of a team too, you know, like you have a dual meet or like a track meet and like the better you do in your event, the better that, uh, you know, the better your team does as well. I mean, it could be like an invitational, like a, a relay, you know, or just like a, you know, you're going to like, you know, uh, like the qualifiers. Um, but yeah, like I, like, you know, th there is no better feeling than like winning a race, like by yourself or like, you know, or, or, or even being on like a four by one team, you know, or like a four by four, like, I remember doing some of those as well, or, you know, you get your hand raised in wrestling and you're like, okay, like, this is great. But it's really like, like, uh, I always attributed any wins that I ever had, like in a race or a match to my teammates and my coaches, like not even like on that, like, you know, corny stuff, like, oh, like, this is, this is like, not me at all. Like, you obviously have to go perform and work, but like, you know, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. Like, if you're like, that's why I always try to push in the wrestling room. I try to push in track practice. Like I always wanted like the best, like for myself. And like, I always wanted the best for like others around me. And like, I had people push me all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a kid on my wrestling team that I never beat. And like, that drove me like crazy, you know what I mean? And I don't even think I could beat him now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's uh, it's my buddy Jacob, but um and then like, even in like, uh, rate or like races too. Like, I mean, I was pretty fast, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't the fastest either. So like, I mean, I was always like tailing like behind somebody else. And, you know, I, I, I thought I made that person better too. You know what I mean? Just by pushing as hard as I could as well. And, you know, that it's kind of like, you know, in, uh, in powerlifting, like it's very individual, but just this post or I'm sorry, this previous nationals, just seeing everyone, you know, like from, you know, like, team craftsmanship or uh team nori and just like knowing all these people like just it's just like a complete blessing to like know that like you know the better like you know you do it might actually have like a like a good impact on somebody else like whether you're a coach or an athlete like just seeing like people around you do well kind of makes you want to do well uh yourself you know so i guess like in terms of like i mean i'm i'm definitely more of a team sport guy like i mean football i think is just it's choreographed violence. It, it's just so freaking hard because, you know, if the guard misses a block, like you could have like the best quarterback or like you could have, you know, the best receivers on the outside and stuff. But like, if you don't win at the trenches, you're, you're totally screwed. Or like, you know, like you could have like a, a great defense, but then like, you know, if you have zero offensive production, like that's why like, it really is like an ultimate team game. And, you know, uh, but like, even in powerlifting though, like if you have good teammates around you, you have good coaches in your circle, like, you have a nutrition on point, like people care about your progress more than you think, you know what I mean? And it's just awesome to see like others like grow. And, uh, you know, when you have the wins, like I I've always put my athletes first. I've always tried to be like, Hey, like I'm going to help you not make the same mistakes I did when I got into the sport or like, even when I was like 15 to 20 years old doing like a bunch of football lifting, like, you know, butt off the bench benching, like, you know, um, just doing all these things where like, oh man, like, I feel like I could be 
you know, in a better spot or something like that. Like, I just wish I had somebody um, in my corner when I was like first starting off. Um, I had an older brother, like teach me, like, you know, he always had me do um, like ATG squats, like, you know, just absolutely just bury the squats. So like, I never would miss like any depth or like, you know, stuff like that. We always did trap bar deadlifts and stuff like that. And um, so I'm, I'm very thankful to have him. He was my absolute just mentor inspiration. Like my brother was a total animal and I just always wanted to try and emulate that. And uh, yeah, I, I really just like, you know, thank my parents for like getting me involved in both team and individual sports and my brother for pushing me uh, to just always be my best too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, those are all great points you made. And, and one, I guess, thing I'm curious about when listening to all that before we kind of uh, transition into like how you actually got into powerlifting and competed. Uh, I know in high school you had talked about football was kind of one of your uh, favorite sports of choice. You played a lot of different sports and and uh, in in high school, what was kind of that transition like of what helped you determine what some of the sports you really wanted to put a little bit more time into and then going into post high school. Uh, I know you said you didn't end up you know playing for for college football or anything like that. Uh, but what was kind of the transition after that? Did you end up going to college? Did you uh, want to still play some type of sport? Uh, how? What was that transition like? So when uh, when I got to my freshman year of high school, I had to stop wrestling and I stopped track. I tried to run track uh, with playing lacrosse. They're both spring sports. Um, I remember the varsity coach at like one time was like, "Hey, like either either you start varsity for me as like a midfielder, which is very enticing at 15 years old. Like I, I just I was just a hard worker. Like I just always was like a workhorse. Like just like every ground ball I tried to get, like every face off I tried to like try and like you know not hurt the kid, but just try and get the ball. You know what I mean? Like I just had that football motor that like I just always wanted to push and stuff like that. But um, you know, it, it's this kind of thing where um with uh you know, my coach, he was like, well, you can either like join the track team and uh, play JV for me, or you can like start varsity and not run at all. And mm. I, it kind of stinks because like, I should have fought that a little bit more. I should have talked to the athletic director. I should have had my parents, you know, raise a little hell for me because I was a fast kid that had decent track times. It wasn't anything like crazy or anything, but you know, I, I was contributed to a four by one, like four by four, like four by two opens and stuff like growing up and we always had a great track team growing up but we also had a really good lacrosse team and my brother was on the lacrosse team and I was like okay like if I can play varsity for a couple of years with my brother I'm going to but it just kind of stinks and it kind of uh hamstrung me a little bit um and then I listened to the football coaches and I should have never listened to them when they were like hey quit wrestling you're gonna get bigger for football because that never happened <laughs> like I still was like a totally small dude, like just absolutely small. I was shredded, but I wasn't like, it wasn't like, it was kind of like the skinny boy ad like type type thing. Like I, I didn't really have like that big a muscle. Like at that point, I just like wanted to like, I just, I was just like, I just had like a high motor. I was just trying to survive basically. And um, you know, like, so that's kind of why I quit wrestling. And I feel like I could have done some damage like all four years too but again like you can't live like life with regrets I mean that was like 10 years ago 15 years ago you know it's just I'd rather you know like focus on what I have now but it's always awesome to like you know reminisce and be like oh like you know I wish I could have done that but you know it's okay you know I think life happens how it does and you know everything happens for a reason and um you know once I uh once I found football and lacrosse I was like okay I'm just super dialed in uh the winter was always about uh, trying to get stronger and put on masks, kind of like how my football coaches wanted me to. But, you know, again, like I probably could have wrestled that whole entire time and still did fine, you know? And then you have all these people saying like, oh, like your knees are going to get messed up from wrestling and you're back and blah, blah, blah. But really, I mean, like, I think parents uh, should push their kids to play multiple sports instead of push them in only one sport, because like, kind of like you said earlier with burnout, like, you know, some of these kids play football year round. I couldn't imagine, like, I want like a basketball in my hands or like, I want to like, you know, uh, play lacrosse or like, I want to do different things. And like, you know, you get different friend groups, like you get different experiences in sports and some sports, uh, some sports help other sports too. You know, like I became a better uh, lacrosse player because of football, you know, just the toughness and like just the, the, the running and stuff like that. And then vice versa too. Like, you know, I became a better football player because of lacrosse too, with like the conditioning, like end zone to end zone, like, you know, completely different than powerlifting. Like it's completely like, you know, a separate animal, you know, like I remember I was just an athlete that would just 
you know, do like all this, like, you know, cardiovascular stuff and like plyometric stuff and ballistic and dynamic like work. And, you know, now in powerlifting, it's very like, you know, uh, like, you know, getting away from point A to point B, it's very just, um, this is very different. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I kind of found, I found powerlifting after, um, high school, I did a charity event at my, um, or like I participated in a charity event at, uh, my college. Um, and like, you know, we just did a bench and a, uh, and a, or I'm sorry, we did a squat and then a bench and, uh, you know, it was just a lot of fun. It just was like raise, uh, like money for, um, some type of cause. I forget what it was, but it was a, like a lot of fun. The football team there, uh, or I'm sorry, the football team was there, um, watching and like, everyone was like, oh, you squatted 405 and you're like 140. No, I'm sorry. You're like 155 or 160. I kind of just like got like a little bit of a spark of interest there. And, um, I worked at a gym too, like post high school as well. Like I worked at subway, actually, I worked at Arby's subway. And then I transitioned to the YMCA because uh-huh. I could not work in food service. Like it just, I mean, it definitely is like, just, you know, like a grind for sure. Um, and I have a lot of respect for people that like are in the food service industry, obviously. Um, you know, but like, for me, like I was just so like into the gym and like, I, I like practically asked the, uh, you know, my first boss at the YMCA for a job, like almost every day, I was like, Hey, any openings? Hey man, like, how you doing? Or like, Hey, you need any like people back there? Like, you know, just, so I swept and mopped like the gym every night that I got that job, you know? And like, I opened the place at like five twenty in the morning. I'd close it at 10 PM. Like in, in between I would lift or I didn't always do that either. Like sometimes I only had like one shift or something like that. But like, I, I grew up in a gym playing football, pretty grungy. And then I transitioned into a YMCA and I was really the only guy to like, you know, try and like lift super heavy. And like, I kind of looked around, I'm like, it's really me and my boss that are like kind of the people that are like pushing. Like I was like the person with knee sleeves and a belt, you know, on the only like rack in the thing. And like, and then there's like, you know, this, uh, this other person just on the elliptical, just like, you know, going like kind of decently hard, but like, you know, it was just this thing where like, you know, once I stopped playing sports after high school, I had to find something. I had to do something because I grew up with a friend group um, that, uh, you know, was just kind of like, you know, the, the, the party kids, you know, like they just always were like, you know, doing like different, like, you know, drugs and alcohol and just like doing a bunch of like stupid kid stuff that, you know, I'm glad I got out of my system before college, because I, I think that a lot of these people don't really party or do anything in high school, and then they get to college, and then they lose themselves, or like, they get lost in the sauce, like, they they don't know how to, like, kind of handle or control anything, and again, I would never condone anybody doing any type of drugs and alcohol at any age, um, you know, like, besides until, like, you're old enough to, like, make just rash, or like, or not rash, but, like, rational decisions, like, with those things, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm glad that I removed certain people from my friend groups and I got uh, together with like others and uh, just kept continuing kind of like treating myself as an athlete instead of just like a regular person or something like that, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And 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 to kind of uh, uh, rewind us back to some of the parts you had said, uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, kind of, it's kind of like that counselor in high school who helps you choose classes and, and sometimes... Uh, coaches or counselors, they can, you know, affect the trajectory of your life a very different way. And and uh, it's interesting because even in Texas, I think I've seen different schools where uh, at our high school, the football coaches were like, hey, go do wrestling in the offseason. Might as well do something to build your cardio, build your conditioning. And we, we saw a lot of success. But then I've also been to schools where they have a small powerlifting team, but the coaches are very like, kind of against it. They're like, we don't need to put more funding or resources there. Just put it all into football. Whereas I've seen other schools where it's the reverse. So really, comes down to kind of, you know, who, who's available now. Well, when you got into school, uh, where, where did you go to college? What was your degree? And leading into that, were you always like weightlifting before you got to school and found powerlifting? Yeah. So, uh, I was always training in, uh, some form or fashion, uh, for sure. Um, with, uh, like, I mean, like I was always into like, you know, the Matt Oguses of like YouTube or like the max tunings or, Chris Jones and like, you know, that's kind of like, you know, where like I found uh, like my first coach and uh, I like discovered Marcellus as well, my current coach too. Um, but yeah, no, that, that that's kind of like, you know, how I 
um, you know, just kind of like found powerlifting was like, you know, watching like a Russ video. Like he's like this, you know, dude that's squatting five plates for reps. And I'm thinking to myself like, dang, like that's, you know, that's kind of crazy or like, oh man, like I, I always lifted weights for football. And like, I mean, we, we would do some max attempt stuff. Like we do um, like, you know, uh, board presses, but like, you know, we call it a towel bench, you know, um, or like we would do um, like other things uh, like trap bar deads or stuff like that, clean and jerks that nobody knew how to do. It was just the football coach kind of like trying to like teach us like, or tell us how to do things. And again, I don't fault football coaches. Um, they only know what they know. And like, Again, um, it's just like my opinion. Yeah. So you you were saying Nathan about uh um, you know kind of that introduction to lifting obviously early on just as you were playing sports uh, and and then uh, when you got into college uh, a refreshment what what where did you end up going and and what was your degree plan that you picked up? So I originally uh, you know was in uh, bio pre med at Walsh University and uh, it's just a you know, college campus that was about 20 minutes uh, from where I grew up. It's where my brother went to. He played lacrosse there. And uh, I knew some people there as well. Beautiful campus, just beautiful place to be. Um, you know, it's a uh, private Catholic. So that was kind of like up, you know, uh, like my alley and my parents' alley. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, learned a lot there. And uh, I transitioned into nursing. And uh, my parents have been nurses for over 30 years. Like they just like were, you know, I thought it was like something I wanted to do. Um, and I got into clinicals. Like I took, I took like microbiology, a couple of chemistries, a couple of anatomies, like human disease, like just did a bunch of like pretty high level science classes. And I wasn't the best high school student. Um, but once I got to college, I really applied myself. And, you know, I was thinking like, you know, I'm here for a reason. Like, I, I don't want to like, you know, waste my time or like my money or my parents, like, you know, helping me out with college. Like, I just, I want to, you know, zone in and dial in and, um, you know, like, I, uh, I have a ton of nursing friends and like, again, it's in my family and, uh, I actually didn't go on with nursing. So I never failed classes. I never failed like, uh, any type of, uh, like clinical or anything, but I just didn't think it was for me. And like, I wanted to, uh, pursue, um, political science at the time because I started like really like, you know, like learning about like, you know, different countries and like their cultures and, different politics and just like getting into like more like serious stuff because like as a kid like you don't know anything about that like you don't really care like you're just a just an athlete or just like I was so unaware of like you know how the world was I mean you only have like so much perspective when you're young and you think everything's just like you know good in the world and everything of that nature but um I just took a huge liking to like political science and like I was gonna like you know go to law school and think about becoming a lawyer and just like, so my, my career path has definitely gone like every which way, you know, like I've, I've had like a couple of major changes, um, you know, just trying to kind of find my kind of niche in the world or like my niche in the world, just like, just figuring out what I want to do. Because I mean, there's some people that turn 40 years old that still have no idea what, what they want to do or what they're doing. You know, I didn't want to get to that point, you know, and like, I think everybody's different. And like, I just, you know, wanted to, kind of see like you know what was out there for me and uh I'm, I'm very thankful I still did a lot of this stuff because I feel like it made me pretty well-rounded like I was a good math and science student but then I started having to write like 25 page papers so I was going to the writing center every week just trying to be like hey like I'm not trying to sound like an idiot when I'm trying to like you know uh give somebody my proposal or like you know I'm trying to do like a 30-page a capstone at the end of my senior year like I can't sound like you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I don't want to make anything up either. Like I want to be able to present good arguments for like what I'm like, you know, talking about, like, and like, I used to brief like Supreme court cases and just like, you know, just, you know, learn about like the history of our country and the history of the world and like, you know, different religions, politics, just cultures. And it's just, you know, we live in a crazy world, but a beautiful place at the same time. And, you know, uh, you know, that was kind of like my college experience. I, I got to travel. I got to, go to France, Italy, and Norway. And I got a lot of perspective out of that. Um, you know, and like that was through like a bunch of programs through Walsh and, you know, it was just a great time. I feel like I got a lot of good perspective and um, yeah, that was kind of like, I mean, it was kind of like zigzagging all over the place, like for my college, uh, you know, experience, but I'm still glad I went through all of it, you know, and just finished because a lot of people like attend university and they never go back. And, you know, I think, 
education is important for sure. I think it definitely made me a better critical thinker and it kind of made me, you know, like realize like, okay, like I have to get this work done. And it's a lot of completion too. College is definitely about like due dates, assignments, like just getting the work done. And, uh, you know, that's like just half the battle, but, um, just like going into a textbook or just doing more reading on your own too, or just like seeing other perspectives on like a given topic. Like, you know, I was trying to like, you know, like, you know, a, a good like paper is like, you know, going to be like presenting like a good thesis and like, you know, trying to like hypothesize something. But like, I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, like now I'm going to present the other side or like, now I'm going to play devil's advocate for what I think to be true or like what I don't think to be true, you know, because everyone has a bias or like, you know, and some sort of echo chamber they look to, but it's like, okay, let's get out of that. And like, let's see like what other people are kind of thinking about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, I guess, how debate courses are kind of formatted. Uh, um, and not every school obviously offered it. I, I do remember in my high school, it was something that was offered. And yeah, I mean, that that's a very uh, interesting story of all these different paths you took and kind of where you ended up. Uh, in, in a moment, we'll we'll kind of go into talking about, you know, when you're actually your first official powerlifting meet was and what the experience was like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's uh, wonderful to hear kind of the backstory so far of like, what your college experience was like and how that kind of tied into sports. Um, and yeah, I love the mindset so far, Nathan. So appreciate uh, all the all the uh, kind of context you've given so far. So earlier, Nathan, I remember you had uh, talked about, I think it was during college that uh, you had done like a squat and bench meet for fun. Um, I don't think that one was a sanctioned meet, but when was it that you eventually kind of uh, uh, dabbled into that first uh, USAPL competition? I see that it was in like 2018. Uh, walk me through kind of that first meet. Yeah. So um, I think the, uh, I think the first meet, yeah, it was in 2018 and uh, I had um, I hadn't graduated yet. I took four and a half years to graduate from college and it was, uh, I think it was in 2019 or like spring of 2019, I graduated. So, um, I still had my like gym job or like I had my college job, like just, you know, I was a wellness coach at the YMCA. So it's basically just like a glorified spotter and like loader and just like, it's like, you know, just, I swept and mopped the floors. Like I like, you know, just interacted with so many people in the gym. It's probably why I take way too long in the gym, even to this day. Like I, I just know so many people are like, I just like always kind of talk to people, but um, yeah, I, uh, I saw, um, I saw, I think somebody on YouTube doing a USAPL meet. And I just remember being like, man, like, you know, I miss playing sports. Like I miss like actually going and working for like a goal that I could achieve and just putting my best foot forward and just being athletic just being not so much in the spotlight I could care less about that it's more so like that feeling that you used to get like running the ball or like running a race or like playing lacrosse like just that feeling of like you know being an athlete again was very enticing to me so I did my first meet uh at old school iron in Cleveland um you know uh, under Ron Brinker I think it was Ron Brinker's first meet I believe we talked about it at nationals and uh yeah I'm just so blessed to have him in my life like he's definitely helped me out like a ton through the sport and, uh, you know, just like knowing him, uh, like, you know, for so long at this point, it's just awesome. And yeah, I did, uh, it was a meet in Cleveland, which is like 40, 45 minutes from, from me. And, you know, my parents were there. Some of my, some of my best friends were there and I was kind of hooked at, at the start, like, cause I was seeing what some of these people were putting up and, um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, our Nori slogan, like, you know, why not, why not us, you know, like, why not, why can't I do that? You know, and I, I just always wanted to you know, kind of see like what I could do. So, uh, first meet, I think I squatted 463. I think, um, I was like 163. I was like a 74 kilo lifter. Um, I think I benched, I want to say, I, I'm not even looking at these numbers either. I'm trying to just like do this off the top of my head. I, I want to say I benched 287 maybe. I think it was a 281 and then you you took a, a very interesting 10 kilo jump to that third and did not oh, get God. it. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the third? The third was a one thirty-seven and a half, so uh, it would have been three oh three, I believe. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's a that's a pretty well at the time that was definitely not not the jump I should have taken. Um, and then I think I think I hit five hundred on my uh, deadlift. I think my first meet, and uh, yep. that was that was really cool. That was very special. I I was very happy about that one because, like, I, again, I was always like that crazy kid at the YMCA trying to like put on five plates and 
try and hit it every other week, you know, uh, like for starting off powerlifting. I think to make weight too, I think I had jogged a mile or two in the morning to make weight. So I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, I had just zero, like, you know, wherewithal. And like, you know, I, uh, I think, you know, somebody had to tell me to put the attempts in like after, and like, I, I, I did know to have my attempts in kilos though. I, I'm very happy about that. Cause sometimes people just show up and they're like, what? Like, I didn't know what I did. like stuff like that. But, um, yeah, first meet was, uh, it, it was fun. It was very memorable. I, uh, I still, uh, it's funny because I have a bunch of athletes doing a bunch of those meets still like at old school and even under Ron too, because he's been, he's been the state chair forever at this point. And like, he's just done an excellent job, uh, with the state of Ohio. And, you know, he's, he's just great. I loved watching him compete at nationals too. Um, he deserves every, every kilo he hit. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, uh, how I like first like found my first meet and just like, you know, did it as well. And it was just a total blast. That's awesome, man. And, and kind of fast forwarding a few years later after that first meet, um, I did see there was a meet you did in 2021. It was called the assault on gravity meet. I think, uh, to date, uh, it was, it was your, one of your best meets nine for nine. Uh, you had hit what uh, appeared to be PRs all around at the time. Uh, what was kind of like that meet? Uh, where was the context of your life and training at that point when you compare it to like three years before that when you did that first meet? So I guess um, just like a lot of uh, a lot of you know different injuries, uh, just a lot of different lessons for sure. I had a coach um, that you know didn't really work out in the end. Like I went to Ron Ashland's twenty nineteen as a seventy four. and i I did I did like what I could, like you know, like the the cut was kind of tough. Um, just because at that point I was growing up and like, you know, building more muscle and it was just harder to like keep justifying going down, you know, in weight and stuff. Cause I was always, I was constantly hurt, just like pulling deads off the floor, constantly hurt. Um, I probably wasn't as good as I am now about my variables, like honestly. And like, that's not my first coach's like, you know, uh, fault. It's definitely my fault. I would definitely like take, you know, responsibility and ownership for that. Um, and just, you know, it, it is crazy, like how, like, you know, the further you go along in the sport, the more you respect your sleep, the more you respect getting in your total protein, your total calories, your fruits and veggies, like actually doing all the right things, like, like, you know, the healthier you live, I think the better powerlifting career you have, um, just at this point. But, um, yeah, with, uh, with that, um, uh, you know, I, I had just, uh, stopped working with my first coach and I went to. Marcellus. Marcellus and I actually had our, I believe that was his first coach too. I think, I don't want to miss, uh, I don't, I don't want to uh, uh, say something wrong, but um, I think we, we had the same coach at, at the same time. And like, um, even before I started working with uh, my first coach, I reached out to Marcellus and, you know, I used to get free pro or not free programs, like $20, like full body programs from Marcellus, you know, before I even started. So that's kind of where I started. Like my powerlifting journey was like, I, I binge watched his YouTube. Like I always was like, you know, this man's so articulate. He can just give, you know, give you the straight cold, hard facts and, you know, debunk a bunch of different fitness myths that like, I always thought were like real and stuff. And, you know, just like, he definitely, I should have went to Marcellus first, I think, and had him as a coach, like, you know, under, or like, I should have been under him first as opposed to my first coach. But again, can't go back, can't change the past, can't do anything about that. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And again, I won't ever throw shade or like talk crap on like a podcast or like about anybody or like just say this or that. But I definitely learned what to do and what not to do. And, um, you know, it had to do with just like, you know, several, several different variables. And like, I also learned how to like, you know, treat people too. Um, and it's just this thing where like, you know, respect and being personable in the powerlifting community is just like a great thing overall, um, in terms of just like, you know, how, how you carry yourself and like how, you know, you respond to certain like adversity or different situations. But, um, yeah, just like, you know, the, the difference between meets, I guess, just like, you know, kind of circling back is like, you know, I was under Marcellus for a good amount of time and we, we had started to corral some of my different injuries and, you know, stuff like that, that happened, like, you know, under my previous coach. And it just became like this thing where, you know, I just built like a lot of momentum and I was like gaining mass. And like, I took my accessories seriously. I was sleeping like, you know, a beast. Like I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to finally just progress. And, you know, after so many back tweaks, after so much hamstring stuff and glute stuff, like, you know, even to this day, I still kind of deal with some stuff, but it's all about load management and just like, you know, just not, 
catastrophizing, uh, catastrophizing, how, is that how you say that? Just making everything kind of like feel like, oh, this is my last squat I'll ever do. It's like, it's probably not, you know what I mean? So um, with this meet, like I finally squatted 500 pounds, like I benched 353 or 352 in comp and I pulled 518, probably could have pulled 528 as well. And I was just so happy about that. Um, I met Kevin Papa too at that meet. Amazing guy. Absolutely love Kevin to death. Um, that was great. And, uh, you know, just going from like, you know, uh, being like a super broken 74 kilo lifter to now, like I'm at 83 and like, I'm a little bit more filled out. I think I cut from 188 to like, uh, 180, I think I was like 181. So I was like, well, under the 183. Um, but yeah, I was just, uh, I just kind of put it more together essentially and just had like a pretty good meet and, uh, I'm three weeks out right now and I'm looking to pretty much smash that total and just do a lot better. Um, I am a weight class heavier though. So, um, and I've grown up a lot. Like I didn't PR my squat or my bench for about two years and, uh, just a lot of life circumstances, just like figuring out my own path and stuff like that. And now like I've realized like what I've, what I want to do, uh, for myself and others. And yeah, I mean, training's never been better, uh, to be honest, which is great. So I'm very blessed, uh, to be in the position I am now. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing to hear. And I I think one of the things I want to, you know, commend you for a second is a lot of the a lot of these things you kind of recalled back, there were different circumstances, things that were tough that came up, but not once have I heard you make excuses. I think for you, the theme of everything you said to me so far is really just accountability. And that's kind of what I felt listening to you is uh, you're not going to let the negativity put you down. That's not, there, there's no place for that. If you want to improve and keep going forward, uh, you know, you stayed accountable. Uh, you don't blame anybody for past mistakes or errors. Uh, you, you found obviously Marcellus who uh, was a great fit and things started to pick up. So uh, I think looking at those three years and maybe even for some of our younger listeners, more of our uh, athletes and lifters who've only competed maybe one or two meets, I'm sure many of them can kind of relate listening in thinking, why am I not making the progress I would like to, you know, things are getting tough and hearing your story. Cause I, I echo some of the similarities about a lift, maybe stagnating or not going up for years at a time. And here you are still at it and several, several years, even later and about to do another meet. So that's really wonderful to hear. And, and, and now I'm kind of curious, uh, as you started to work with Marcellus, you know, you had that meet, you ended up moving up another weight class. Uh, with this meet coming up and just kind of long-term, what are kind of your goals with your own competition uh, aspirations as a lifter? Are you looking to stay in this uh, 90 kilo weight class uh, here on out? Uh, what's kind of the plans you've made with Marcellus? Um, so like, I always put my athletes first and like, you know, just talking, talking about myself as an athlete, like I've always tried to be second. And uh, now that like, I've kind of taken care of my athletes, like, you know, the most I ever have, like it, it's given me that fire again to really be like, okay, like time to really like amp it up and gear it up. And, you know, just like having the belief in like, you know, from Marcel, I mean, he believes in me, like whatever he writes on my sheet, I'm like, bet, let's go. Like, I'm going to hit this. Like if, if he puts it on there, like, you know, it's, it's on, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's always given, he's always been in my corner as a friend, as a coach, like I've always treated him. Um, well, it, it's actually funny. We're like, really close now at this point but like starting off i always treated him as a coach first and a like a, a a friend or like you know a person second but you know what's funny is that like we're just i mean he'll be at my wedding one day him and amber like they're they're amazing people like i'm i'm just so thankful for him he's a um fellow brother in christ that's helped me with my faith and you know he is he's just always been in my corner through any life circumstance man it's just been a great it's been a blessing. He's one of my best, uh, greatest blessings. And it's just, you know, he's helped me get to the position I am now. But um, as a, as a lifter, I would, uh, I definitely just want to PR my total for this beat. Um, I want to squat and deadlift in the, uh, in the area of like 528 to 540 um, bench around like 364 to like 386 or, you know, just, I, I'd like to put some kilos on my total at like a heavier weight class and stay at 90 and just, kind of just like, you know, just, um, not so much fill out because I'm pretty filled out for the class, but just kind of just kind of cut down a little bit. And just like, I feel like I can do, excuse me, all these numbers I'm doing now, but like, you know, just be able to make the class a little bit easier and just like hover probably 190 to 193 or even like 193 to like 196 or just, just to like, you know, kind of walk on the platform and compete and not really have to water cut or gut cut too hard. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, long-term goals, I'd like to squat and deadlift over 600. Like that's still like kind of like my biggest goals and they bench over four. I think the bench will come a little bit sooner than the squat and deadlift, which is totally fine with me. Um, but it's all about just improving though. Like I even tell all my athletes, like, you know, like, uh, like some people get a little bit upset if they like only put on so much on their total. And it's like, well, we just put like over a hundred pounds on your total or like, we only like, we, like if you put, if you put 33 pounds on your squat and it's been like six blocks, yes, that's amazing. Like that's like, you know, they get like everyone kind of starts the sport off and, you know, like with their hair on fire, right. They're just like PRing every week, it seems, or every block, or, you know, you have some of these crazy juniors out here, like team three lifters and you're just like, dang, all these kids are like absolutely crazy. And like the gene pool and genetics for powerlifting have never been better too. Like, I mean, we had, uh, what that uh Jalen Jalen he just won the 100 kilo class and he's a junior you know and it's just yeah you know it, it's or no team three right or junior uh, I think uh, he was a team three uh but he probably will be aging up very soon but uh, I could be wrong but yeah I, I I recall who you're referring to and that's insane to think whether he's 19 or 20 nonetheless <laughs> stacking up against all the open guys uh, that's incredible yeah, no, we, we saw so many just amazing performances this year at Nationals. And um, yeah, like it, that always lights a fire under me too, just seeing all the young guys coming up and just, you know, I'm 28 now. And like, that's kind of like, a, you know, getting up there for powerlifting too, which is kind of crazy. But I mean, like a lot of, a lot of men in their life, like hit that dad strength at like 35 and just like absolutely just kill it too, you know? And I don't know, like I've always just like, you know, as long as I PR my total, I'm good. I kind of take big jumps though. So if I, uh, I might not, uh, you know, like if I like hit a second attempt at like 485 or 496, I'm not like, you know, uh, necessarily beating my 501 squad on the platform, but that's going to set me up for a big third to be able to like hit a bigger jump. So if I shoot from the hip and like I miss something, I have to live with it. And that's okay. Because like, if, even if I don't, if I fail like a 540 and I only squatted like a 500 second or something, I have to live with that. And that's okay. And not every like jump is going to be like a 40 or 50 pound, like haul or like, you know, something like that. I'll probably PR bench on a second attempt, probably take 364, then go up to something kind of heavier because bench jumps are a little bit uh, less for me too. Um, I mean, all those craftsmanship jumps, you know, people that jump in from three reds to five and, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> but no, it's, it's fun. And it's, it's just great because, you know, um, I've just wanted, I, I just, I want it so bad now. And like, I feel like, you know, for a lot, a lot of times I haven't felt motivated to get to the gym because it, I've made it my career. I've made it my job. And now I feel like I have that motivation back because I'm healthy. I'm PRing. Um, I just, I'm in a better place. I think mentally, physically, spiritually, just, you know, there were just a ton of things that happened the past few years that just kind of got me down. And like, I do take full responsibility because again, it's not so much what happens to you. It's more so about how you deal with it and like, you know, who's around you and like, you know, like, you know, you can't bring, you know, uh, bring all those uh, adversities with you to work, you know? And like uh, a lot of this is like, you know, the better I do out in the gym and like, you know, the better example I set for others, like the better, like others do, you know? And like, I've just always wanted to like make that my, my, uh, like my lifters always come first. And if I get the PR, I'm happy, you know, but now it's this thing where I'm like, I I'm coming off a of nationals. I'm seeing all these guys out here. I'm like, I miss this. Like, I, I haven't been at a nationals. I haven't committed at a nationals since 2019. And that was a long time ago. And, you know, I'm just seeing like, you know, Rob Escalante get on the platform. I'm seeing, you know, like, uh, Tim Hansen or like, I'm seeing some of these guys out here and I'm like, dang, like, I would love to be in this. Like, I would love to just make it again. And just like, I'm surrounded by so many people that just make those sacrifices and like they're, they're talented. Like every one of these nationals people are talented, but they're also extremely hard workers, you know? And uh, you know, like a lot of these people are in school or like they have kids or like, you know, they, they might get five or six hours of sleep, uh, like, you know, like in a given week because of their job or something, but they don't let it, you know, cripple them or like, they don't let it get in their way. Like you're only, like, you know, like motivation ebbs and flows, but discipline remains the same. Like I've always, you know, hit my sessions to the best of my abilities, whether I've felt kind of broken or not, or like whether I've gotten my sleep or not, like, you know, that is, I mean, whether it's Christmas or my mom's birthday or whatever, I have made time. And, you know, I just, I've always wanted to become the best version of myself. And like, 
you know, I've fallen short a lot and, uh, you know, that's okay because I'm just going to keep coming back with everything I got, you know? And, uh, you know, I don't expect anybody to stop, you know, talking to their mom or like go to Thanksgiving dinner or like, you know, just to, you know, hit some, lifting. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hit some secondary squat day, you know, but like you can make <laughs> time, you can absolutely make time, you know? And, uh, yeah, like, I mean, everybody's expectations are kind of different too, you know? So yeah, that's something I've kind of learned, um, kind of the hard way too, is not to like, I, I want to meet people kind of where they're at. And like, again, like I would rather take on like a person that's like, Hey, like I want to go to like state meets or regionals. Like I want to make Nats one day. Like I want to become the best I can be, but you know, like I've had general strength clients that don't want to step on the platform either and just want to lose fat and gain muscle. And that's okay too. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it's, it seems like a, a, the theme kind of of everything you said, especially with your background, uh, kind of the sports you're exposed to is this unbreakable spirit, right? Is if you can't beat yourself uh, and you don't lose that battle, then, you know, no one can beat you. You, you can, even if you lose at times, make mistakes, uh, those don't define you. And I think that's kind of the mindset there is uh, it, there are times you're going to fail, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. Right. And I think we have to kind of have a perspective shift and I really admire and respect that mindset that you have. Um, th that being said, uh, uh, tying in with Marcellus and this meet, et cetera, when was kind of the first uh, opportunity you had to meet Sean? Because I, I actually don't uh, recall exactly uh, how, how that came about. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I think I met him a long time ago, which is hilarious because I think it was maybe 2019 Arnold, I think, because mm -hmm. that was the first time I met Marcellus actually. It's crazy. Um, it was Marcellus, John Hack, it was uh, Sean and Russ in the gym, and they were all recording. And uh, I remember Russ, I think it was Russ or Marcellus came up to me. I was like, hey, can you record this for me? So, like, I, I did. Like, the, you know, at the time, like, Russ was, like, you know, just, you know, popping off, right? And, like, John Hack was, like, transitioning from, like, you know, tested to untested. And I watched him bench his first 500 bench. Like, that was crazy. Cause I'm like, dang, he just benched my deadlift. And so that was wild. And like, just, you know, I talked to Sean and I'm like, Hey man, like I really was like, I remember the first thing I kind of told him, I'm like, Hey man, I really respect how, you know, you say what's on your mind. Like he's probably changed a lot. It's been like five years, you know what I mean? At this point. Um, but I re I respected him then. And I respect him even more now. And like, I, like I always saw like, you know, like how he would, you know, get into a wide squat stance or like his ROM would be really short on bench or like, he would do all like these things to like, you know, get the you know, most out of each lift. And like, you know, he was such a smart cerebral person and lifter. And that's what kind of like, like, you know, made me gravitate towards like watching more of his Instagram and his content. And like, I was so excited when his YouTube came out too. So then you can kind of see more of the personality and like, you know, get some perspective just outside of just like him posting like stories or, you know, stuff like that on his Instagram. But yeah, he was so kind to me, even like the first time he had no idea who I was, but I knew who, who he was. And um, it was cool just like getting like a four hour SBD session with Marcellus too. Like that was great. Just like, you know, squad bench deadlift. We talked a lot of crap and uh, you know, just had a blast, man. It was great. Took him back to his Airbnb. Cause I, I drove from my place to Columbus. It's like two hours away. So I'll probably drive to this Arnold too, just to see people, honestly, um, just because everyone's like cool in the industry and like whoever's doing the Arnold, um, you know, is just like, you know, just a like really talented lifter. I think getting to meets and getting more exposure is a good thing too. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, first time was at Beyond Limits, that like brick gym, that like red brick gym that everyone goes to like during the Arnold um, to get in their powerlifting session. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago though. That was my first time ever meeting Sean and, after that, like, I don't, I don't know when I got the fallback or like, I don't know when we started kind of like, I, I I think I just kept DMing him like certain stuff. It might've been about like, you know, something, something, you know, in the news or like something like in, in powerlifting or something. But I always feel like I learned a lot directly from Marcellus and I learned a lot indirectly from Sean essentially. So yeah, it was just a pleasure meeting him. I, I also respected that he went to MIT and he was just, he seemed like a very smart individual you know, that I wanted to kind of just like, you know, place myself around or at, at least like soak up anything I could because I was obviously under Marcellus at, at the time. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. And and it's funny because I, I share a similar sentiment. And if Sean's listening along at, at some point where you post this, uh, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, as uh, someone who competed against Sean in the same weight class myself, uh, Sean, uh, off of social media, of course, uh, may appear more intense or polarized. But when I first had the opportunities to just speak with him at various meets, uh, he was very respectful, always a just a standout guy, you know, and, and being able to kind of meet people in person and, and uh, reform some of your judgments of them, uh, I think is, is helpful because many of us might uh, be quick to judge off of what we see and, and, you know, just kind of hold our thoughts there. Um, that's, that's amazing that that was kind of your first experience meeting them because it was almost like a, this crazy turning point where you got to meet someone who would end up being your eventual coach. You got to meet someone who would be eventually uh, your, your boss, technically speaking, and Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that you're in this position and you're, you're starting with us uh, as one of the Nori coaches, uh, in terms of your goals as opposed to competing, what, what's kind of your outlook on your coaching goals uh, with your roster? Is there any particular demographic you're looking to work with? What's kind of your goals there? So my goals overall, um, you know, like everyone has different goals, right? So like some people like, you know, uh, you know, inquire, they're like, Hey, like I want to do a couple blocks. I just want to try it out. I want to dip my toes in the water. And then other people are like, Hey, I want to be the best. I want to podium. Like I want to be, you know, like, uh, at least in contention or like, you know, go to a state meet, go win it. Or like, you know, just go to regionals, like, you know, for a chance at nationals, like just go, go like, you know, beyond the scope of just a local. So, I've learned that like, you know, everyone's goals are different, but your goals become my goals at the end of the day. And I, I've gotten a little, a little in trouble with pushing people a little bit. Um, you know, just like, like, you know, some people like at my like local gym, like I've like become like pretty like close with or friends with, I'm always like, Hey, like, you know, where are those accessory movements? Or like, Hey, like, you know, I'm chasing you down for like, you know, check-in times and like stuff like that. And like, the thing is like, you know, you have to manage expectation even for yourself and just be like, Hey, like, you know, maybe some people aren't as serious as others and that's okay. Because like, my goal is to serve others and to make them, you know, uh, like I can't make people care about their own training, but I will care about your training. And it's harder to work with somebody that doesn't care as much as you do. And, uh, you know, the thing is like, I've learned that in the past, uh, I would say like last year, like I would definitely say like, okay, like, you know, this person I can really push, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, you can yell at a football player a little bit differently than you can yell at like a, another person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. talk to like, you know, one athlete, like I do another, right? Everyone needs coached a little bit differently, I would say. And, uh, you know, my goal for my athletes is to just put them in the best position to get the strongest and become the healthiest uh, version of themselves. Because Again, you know, everyone wants to powerlift, but sometimes, and I've, I've seen this before, and, like, I think if you approach powerlifting as an athlete, like, as a as a whole well-rounded athlete um, with a, like, healthier lifestyle, you will be more successful because I've seen, like, a bunch of people get into powerlifting and then, you know, they might start getting, you know, a little bit sloppy with, like, you know, just, like, their eating and drinking habits or, like, their sleep habits or, like, they expect progress to be made but, you know, they're only working hard in the gym. Once they get out of the gym, nothing is dialed or like, you know, there's something that they're kind of like missing. And, you know, like it's always been my job to be like, hey, like I know I know we go over this, but, you know, like if you're only hitting your protein goal and your sleep goal three out of seven nights, like you're not going to feel that great. You know, what I mean, you're only going to make so much progress. And it's funny how like, you know, some people start really taking care of themselves and like they're like, oh, like I don't have to put on 40 pounds to like, you know, build my total. Like I can just get like, just, you know, more jacked and like get healthier. And then the weights start feeling so much lighter, you know? And like, I, I think there's like a bad, uh, you know, like weight does move weight at the end of the day, but like, there's so much healthier ways to do it, man. Let's build some muscle. Let's, let's get kind of like lean. And like, I've always believed in maximizing your frame and like your physique and just, you know, like feeling like a beast or like feeling good in your own skin uh, to be able to move more weight. And like, again, the gym isn't therapy. Like, I don't believe that at all. Like, I think, I think we're much more than just like gym rats. I think you can't validate your whole existence through the gym or you'll be totally sorry because again, you're not, you're not your squat max. You're not your total. Um, You're much more than that. You know, like you're, I mean, what if, you know, I mean, I didn't PR a lift for two years and I'm, I'm the best I've ever been now. And like, it's just about like persevering through that. And like, you know, what are you like, are you a brother? Are you a husband? Are you a good son? Like, are you, you know, do you do good 
in the world. Like there's so many more things that are more important about you, but powerlifting is an extension of our health and wellness. And it's something that can really just, I mean, it, it's given me some of the best friends in the world. It, it's helped. It's like, you know, led me to, you know, becoming part of like an incredible team, you know, and like, it's just led me to so many, I mean, I have friends in California, friends in Florida, in New York, New Jersey, like there, there's just so many good people, you know what I mean? In the community. And, you know, um, I've always just wanted my athletes to become the best version of themselves. And like, again, I'm not some life coach or some, you know, guru that has all the tips and tricks and all this stuff, but just, you know, helping give the blueprint to people that really want to get better. And, uh, you know, I've made several of my athletes stronger than me and that's a sacrifice. And like, just, just seeing people pop, I mean, 20 years old, like, you know, deadlifting more than me or benching or, you know, matching a squad of mine or something like I have no pride in this game, man. I want people to do well. And again, that makes me want to elevate and, and get, you know, my ball rolling essentially. It, it just, it, it only helps me that I help my athletes. Like, but I have realized like the better I do in the gym myself, the better my athletes do as well. And that's something I've had to learn too, is like, as a full-time coach, like your training's not always going to be popping off. Like you're not always going to have that big squat PR to post and everyone loves it or likes it. You know, like there's going to be some times where, I mean, shoot, like everything hurts or like, Oh man, like, you know, uh, like I'm in deep off season and I'm just like in volume and like, you know, I'm just trying to, like uh, recoup from my meat or like, you know, maybe you go through something or like a life change or, you know, you go from training like five days a week. Now you have to go three because, you know, something happened or, you know, you're back in school or something or, you know, something it's like powerlifting is not linear, you know? And like, you know, a lot of these people get into it and they're, they're just like on fire. They just make so many gains like left and right. And then, you know, once the gravy train stops rolling, you know, it's like, do I actually love this? Like, do I actually want to go, powerlift and again you don't have to powerlift you can go and just be a general general strength person you can just go you know move your body get your blood flowing like that is a huge thing when you get older it gets harder but like you know it's so worth it you know like when i'm 40 50 60 70 years old um you know i want to be able to play with my future grandkids and do a full body squat and like actually like i don't want people to take care of me when i'm when i'm older like, I mean, obviously I hope there's going to be some people that are going to help me out a little bit, but like, I want to be like sustaining, man, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, everybody gets into the sport and like thinks they have to get fat to get stronger. And they, it's just so the opposite. Like, I feel like half of these competitors and nationals could step on a natural bodybuilding stage halfway, you know, obviously oh, yeah. they'd have to get like a little diced, but or a little bit more dicey. But I mean, you look at, I mean, Marcel's is jacked, Petrie jacked, Sean's jacked, Perkins jacked, like, Ashton Ruska, Bob, like, I mean, everyone's jacked. And like, you can see that in natural powerlifting, you kind of have to build muscle to get stronger instead of just getting a gut, you know? And again, that's no shade or no, no, um, like, no, yeah, no shade to anybody, you know, because like everyone has like a different mentality or lifestyle or like, you know, like, I don't like to shame others or like say this or say that, but I do think that like people can become better. They can do better. Like it's, kind of this jordan peterson quote uh jordan b peterson quote he's like he's like imagine if you were everything you could be and imagine if you told somebody like hey you can do better and it's like it's not derogatory it's just they care about you and again like you, you might be doing super well where you're at right now you know what i mean but i know i can do better i think i'm doing okay right now but i can be better there's something about ourselves we can change right now and do better with you know, and like, if you can identify a problem in your life or like a vice or something that you need to work on, you can absolutely fix it. You can absolutely, you know, give a crap and actually put, you know, like your head down and work at something that, you know, is either holding you back from like, you know, uh, hitting a PR or like, you know, getting more athletes on your roster or just, you know, spreading the, you know, the, the love and wealth and knowledge of, of powerlifting to others. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think, you know, short answer, you know, like, I, I think you should get jacked over just like, you know, letting your physique or lifestyle go just to put on like a little bit more on your bench. It, it doesn't, doesn't really, you know, help you in the long run, essentially. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I loved all the points you made. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of the health components as well and how important it is beyond uh, just, you know, powerlifting in the gym, of course, and, and that transformative mindset you've kind of 
uh, created and developed uh, and, and carry with yourself to, and I'm sure it's inspiring even for your own lifters when they see you three weeks from now, hopefully crush it on the platform and see that as a testament to, to a, a, not only just a great coach who cares about his lifters, but someone who holds themselves accountable to say, I can still be the best version of myself day in and day out. And, and that's amazing to hear. And, and uh, we're really excited to have someone like yourself uh, become a part of our team to kind of share the culture, the values that we have and, and to putting our athletes first and, and having kind of this, uh, uh, this camaraderie between our, our group. So we're super excited, Nathan, and I'm, I'm uh, thankful that you got to sit down and kind of share a bit about yourselves. Uh, uh, as we kind of wrap up and close, is there any other uh, comments or anything else you would like to, to um, you know, say to some of our listeners uh, just in closing? Yeah. So uh, first off, thank you so much for having me too. Um, I am extremely blessed to be part of like, you know, the, the best powerlifting team in the world. Like I am so happy to be part of just a roster of coaches that really truly care about forwarding, um, you know, the, uh, the future of the sport, like genuinely too, like everyone likes to say that, like, Oh, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Like you guys work so freaking hard. And before I even became a coach, like, you know, under Nori, I I've always known that like you guys run a tight ship and everything is just excellent. Like you guys put on great webinars. You guys do great work in person, online, whatever it is. Um, and I am so blessed to be a part of it. And I'm blessed to have my parents, my brother, my friends, Marcellus, so many people in the community that have like helped me get to this point because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's your hard work at the end of the day, but you know, sometimes it is hard to, you know, just keep going, you know, when you don't think you have anybody, but you absolutely do. You, you're, you know, you're loved, you know, you have people in your corner and uh, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. And, uh, you know, just like, you know, trying to always improve yourself and because people care about you, people like you're loved. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, for me, it's like just putting myself around the right people has led me to this point. And I feel like I'm just getting started now. I feel like I'm, I'm at this point where I've been coaching since 2019, but I am now at a point where I want to buckle down and learn so much and just give, uh, you know, as much coaching and just as much like knowledge to my athletes as I can and just keep like, you know, learning myself and just keep building myself up so that I can not only become like a better coach because that's what I prioritize first, but become a better athlete and just lead more by example as well, because it's easy to tell people, Hey, I want you to do this. But then if you don't do it, like, how are you, how do you feel good about yourself at the end of the day? Cause I've been there, you know, and I think as a full-time powerlifting coach, it's this thing where it's easy to say something, but then are you actually setting the tone? That's why I love being under Marcellus is because he, he preaches it, but he does it. That's the thing. Like he's on point. He's had terrible stuff happen to him, but guess what? You know, his blocks are on time. His check-ins are on time. You know, he, he sacrifices everything for his athletes and that's exactly what I want to do. And that's what Sean does as well. That's what yourself, uh, that's what you do too. Aiden, uh, Jaren, like everyone, you know, and, uh, I'm just very blessed to be here and thank you so much for having me too. I really appreciate, uh, coming on and just, you know, letting me, uh, letting me talk a little bit. I, I can talk forever too. Um, I, uh, I, I think that's one thing I want to get better at is like letting more people talk, um, and just like having me kind of hang back and kind of listen myself more too. So yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Well, not at all, Nathan. I mean, this this was definitely an episode where we wanted you to be the one to, to talk and share. And, and I think <laughs> many of our listeners will uh, get, get a lot more insight into just uh, knowing who you are as, a, as not just as a coach, but as a person. And I think a lot of the things you shared today uh, were very insightful. It was inspiring even for me to just listen along and, and hear you share a little bit about what you've been through and your backstory. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having you on our team uh, as, as listeners kind of, uh, uh, you know, as we close. Uh, we will probably have Nathan up on our Team Nori website within the next few weeks, and you guys will see Nathan on there so that uh, you guys can start to apply and, and uh, inquire if you're interested. And we're looking forward to Nathan being a part of our team moving forward, at whether it's at the meets, or future webinars and seminars. Thank you guys all for listening, and we appreciate you, and we'll see you on the next one.